Yo, 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 where do you think you're going? What do you think you're doing? You better chill out. You better sit down because the Our Success Podcast is about to begin. Today, I have a successful female entrepreneur with me who also I consider a family member. She's always been nice and kind. We met during one of our one of my public speaking uh, events, and she's been very kind and gracious to me. She's probably one of the single biggest reasons also that we felt comfortable, Christy and I, to actually move to Reno as well because she's here and she has a, a pretty prominent uh, presence here in, in our community, and we just love her as well. Diane, welcome to our show. Oh, thank you so much, Ash. It's such an honor. You know, I was so touched by your story the first time I met you. It's hard to believe it was even a few years ago. And I'm just so grateful for the friendship that we built over the couple of years. And I'm really touched by you, you know, even wanting to be me to be on your podcast. So thank you so much. Of course. Absolutely. So I'm very curious about Chicks on a Mission. Tell me all about it. Okay. Well, um, going back in time... Uh, about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I realized that women didn't really have a forum to grow in. There right. were a few networking groups, things like that, but there wasn't really anything built for women where they could share ideas and, mm-hmm. you know, get to know each other and solve problems. And, you know, especially, you know, as young moms, I mean, there were four of us that started the group originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up with the idea, Chicks on a Mission, because we all have a mission in life that we're going for. And we built this great um, mentor mm-hmm. group and just grew out of it. Uh, we we created an agenda. We used to travel together. We did We did so much in the early years. And what happened was... We gained so much momentum that it ended up turning into me actually taking this a little bit further and offering it to women entrepreneurs that were struggling, you know, by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, families families today, Ash, they don't necessarily live next to each other. So, like, if you're giving birth or you're having a baby right. and you're trying to be a mom and juggle a job and a relationship and all those kinds of things, and this was 15 years ago. Right. Um, you know, we were so spread apart, but we made a pact and we decided that we were going to travel once a month to be together and run this group. Mm-hmm. And we were from all the way from Valencia, California to San Diego, California. Okay. And some of us were traveling three to four hours to get together because it was so important to us wow. what we were trying to accomplish. And we built some momentum. People started hearing about us and it just turned into me actually starting a mastermind group um, based on the principles of Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen and their success principles book uh, for women. And I started attracting entrepreneurs, CPAs, um, accountants, uh, psychiatrists, all sorts of different women in the California area. And it just kind of bloomed into something that I I don't even think I saw it coming. And now, you know, now in retrospect, 15 years later, you know, I've built probably four businesses in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but wish that I had had that when I started. Absolutely. So tell me more about the mechanics of it. Who are, who's within the group now? You're, it seems like you're doing a lot more mentorship now. Who, how, can, how can people join Chicks on a Mission? Tell me a little bit more about the inner workings of Chicks on a Mission. 
Well, it's really interesting that you brought that up. Uh, I've been, you know, reinventing the wheel. I, I have a couple of their businesses, as you well know, um, that I focus on. And I think coronavirus has really brought something to light. And that is that, you know, the human the human element is missing, obviously, totally. you know, right. from what we're going through right now, because energy is what keeps us together, you mm-hmm. know, and you can only... You, you can only give off or extract so much energy on a Zoom call. For sure. But, but um, you know, I, I, I want to I be as accurate as I can be. Most of what I'm doing right now, to be honest with you, is I'm doing personal development mentoring with people. Mm-hmm. But I'm launching a new program. I've done several programs in the past and had many women from the Reno area Los Angeles, San Francisco, um, in these groups. But the truth is that I've realized that it's really come down to being able to get to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, now that we're zooming and booming is what we're calling it. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's like, boom, boom, another client, zoom, boom, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's fun. It, I'm not driving. I'm not having to pull in and For sure. put gas in my car or try to grab lunch or pack my lunch before I leave. And right. I find that I am so much more focused in getting things done. And I have developed, you know, over the probably the past year or so, a new program that I want to I want to launch. It's called In Focus, and okay. I think. The reason for that is because I've taken every class that I've ever built and I put it into one arena mm-hmm. where, you know, you can be on a Zoom call for a couple of hours. It's a, it's still a mastermind group okay. because the truth is, is that anybody can work one-on-one with someone and that's awesome. Right. But at some point, you know, if you can get in a group of like-minded people where everybody has you know, different resources and ideas and backgrounds and connections and put that all together, you can help people get so much further faster. Totally. And for sure. so in focus is really about, you know, where do I start and what mentor do I really need? I think that's one of the biggest questions out there is there's so many life coaches and, for sure. you know, inspirational speakers and, and this and that. Well, I want to talk about that if you don't mind. Let's, let's kind yeah. of dissect that even more. First, let's start with why do you think it's important for somebody to have a mentor? Because I know a little bit about your career and I know you've had great mentors around you all throughout. Even before our podcast started, I know you were on yeah. another mentorship call, right, with two people I that I heavily respect. Tell me, why do you think it's so important for someone like yourself or anybody else out there listening right now to have a mentor? Oh, it's it's very clear. And, you know, these are the three things that I, I founded my entire business on mm-hmm. and all of my coaching, to be quite honest with you. Any, any mentoring that I do, there's three keys, in my opinion, to success. Okay. The first one, the first one is narrowing down and making a decision of what you're going to do and sticking to it. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. see so many people, they want their own business. They're going to start this. I'm going to do marketing. Oh, no, wait, I'm going to sell vitamins. Oh, no, wait, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. But right. they're not actually being successful at one thing. Right. And building that reputation like you did, to be honest with you, you know, um, your success came very early because you actually stuck with what you were good at and you built a business around it and you became successful. I was in, I, in focus, no pun intended. 
Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, Ash, I mean, that I have some questions for you down the, you know, on this thing too. So, okay. but that's the first thing is that you have to find something and you have to become successful right. and build that reputation for yourself. Because once you can build a business and you have success in it, more people will listen to you. If you've never built anything, but you're out there and listen, we all have to start somewhere. I get it. Totally. Right. But you know, I find that most people are utilizing the wrong mentors for where they are in their career. So That's we'll talk about that in a second. The second thing is really, you got to have a business plan. Mm-hmm. Right. People are like, oh, I'm just going to start this thing, and I'm just going to see how it rolls. <laughs> like, uh, okay, right. you know, you could do that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I sit down with, you know, women in business all the time, and I'm like, you know, what are you going to make this year? They're like, what do you mean? I said, how much do you want to, what are you worth? Like, what do you want to make this year? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, I haven't really thought about it. And I'm like, okay. If you haven't thought about what you're worth or what your business is worth, how are you going to back engineer how you're going to make that money? For sure. 100%. You know, what's the plan, right? The vision of the company. I like so, that. Guys, yeah. for you who are who is listening out there today, pay attention. Make sure you're taking notes. These are very important questions. Obviously, somebody like Diane Williams, she's spent a lot of money and a lot of time has been put into this for her to have access to the kind of mentor she has access to. She's giving you valuable free information. Make sure you have your pen and pencils and your papers handy. Make sure you're taking notes. How much do you want money do you want to make this year in 2020? And I don't think that's a question that we often ask ourselves. It's a question that is always in the back of my mind. You know, I even have a daily goal of how much money we need to have for our family for us to stay afloat and so on and so forth right so start asking these questions from yourself sorry diane to interrupt you i just wanted to make sure i draw some attention to that because i think it's it's very important no i appreciate that ash because it really is it's undervalued i mean for sure. people are you know if, if you don't know where you're going chances are you're not going to get there that that's totally. the truth 100%. and people think they have a business plan but they don't really and one of totally. the reasons i say that is because they're not measuring mm-hmm. what they do Absolutely. And I find this a lot. I think that's one. And you and I talk about this a lot. People don't know how to measure their business. They don't know how to back engineer getting to where they want to go. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that I pretty much mastered, at least in my business, but, and the scalability of it, like, where does it go next? Right. Absolutely. And so that's all part of the business plan. And the third thing, it's accountability. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, everybody talks about it and everybody, you know, they, they do. They talk about it. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm in this this group and that group. Right. And I'm like, well, what exactly are they holding you accountable for? True. Right. Exactly. Right. Isn't that true? Right. 100%. Most yeah. people want an accountability partner, but the truth is they don't want to be accountable for their results. A hundred percent. And to me, it's the craziest thing because if you and I were playing basketball, we have to keep track of our reps. We have to keep track of how well we can do or where I can start doing three pointers or how I can, for example, get to my next level of championship, whatever that means for me. And if I can't keep track of it, then there's just no way for me to get there. If I don't know my destination when I get in my car, how am I supposed to get there? And if I may add one more thing here, Simon Uh Sinek is a wonderful, wonderful scientist. And I think I truly believe that he's probably one of the best scientists that are alive today he gave an example he said hey imagine there are two kids that are moving forward kid number a and kid number b right let's just call them a and b Uh kid a and b are told the same thing hey move forward but kid b is told hey as you move forward make sure you get to the end of the room and touch that wall 
as they both start moving forward, Simon Sinek puts a chair in front of each of them, right? And these, mm-hmm. these two kids are in two different gr- uh, rooms and they don't see each other. Kid A, who had put, a, 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 he was told to move forward and then as soon as he came across that chair, he stopped. Kid B, as soon as he got to the chair, he went around the chair, continued and still touched the wall. After the fact, right. Simon Sinek asked him, he's like, hey, you kid, when you stop, why'd you stop? Well, he said, well, you told me to move forward and then you put an obstacle in front of me. So naturally I stopped. Kid B, they asked the same question and said, well, you told me to touch the wall. I already had a goal. I already knew where I was supposed to end up. So that obstacle didn't matter. I could easily go around it or climb over it and so on and so forth, right? You're saying yep. the same exact thing. If you don't know where you're going, if you're not keeping track of how far you're going, how are you even supposed to get there? It makes a lot of sense it's, to me. Exactly. And, and oh my gosh, how many obstacles a chair is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no I kidding. jumped over that chair. Absolutely. <laughs> I would have hurdled it. <laughs> I, I know. And knowing your background story too, with everything you've had to go through throughout your life, I know you have had to throw that chair out of the window a couple of times. You probably had to climb <laughs> over it, hit, hit somebody else over the head with it. So I, I'm very curious. Now, obviously you go through life, you learn all these stuff. And also we just talked about the importance of having a mentor in your life, even for somebody at your caliber. How do you choose a mentor? How do you know who's a good mentor, who's not a good mentor? Because not everybody has good advice. How do you pick and choose your mentors? Brilliant question. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the first three in the three success principles that I honestly believe you have to have when I talk about measuring your business, mm-hmm. the only way that you're going to know what type of a mentor you need mm-hmm. at that time in your life is to know where your system is broken. So in other words, if you don't have a system in place, which Mm -hmm. is part of your business plan and how you're going to run your business, because like in my, in one of my businesses, right. Um, I, I build agencies across the country. So we have a very simple system in which we build, right. We build offices, we build, uh, teams of people, we build leaders in, in those teams. And Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, there's a system. It's like, let's just be honest. Any business starts with number one, you got to have a list of people to talk to. Right. Right. It doesn't matter what business you're in. Number two, you got to contact the list. Mm-hmm. Totally number right. three, right. You got to present to the people. <laughs> right. Right. And then you got to follow up on the people. And then you got to ask for referrals from the people and start over. That's really as simple as a system gets. Right. And that right? almost virtually applies to any kind of business out there. Exactly. But there might be a step that you're not good at. There might be a step where, hey, I don't, I don't like talking to people, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to call them. Okay. Well, then you're out of business. Totally, for sure. Or it might be in the follow-up. You might be broken. Your system might be broken because you don't know how to follow up and organize yourself to get the results that you need to get. Because you're disorganized. Mm, I like that. So that's how you choose your mentors. You figure out what you're lacking and then you choose a mentor to help you co- uh, guide you through that. Is that what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Huh. Exactly. Because a lot of it has to do with the mentality of your thinking. For sure. It's really, you know, and I mean, we go through this a lot, Ash, and I'll tell you what, this coronavirus, it's really exposing. And you, there's a there's a podcast that you should probably, and I'm just going to put it out there. It's Ed Milet and Gary Vee. And they're talking about real serial entrepreneurs and you know everybody wants to call themselves an entrepreneur and a business owner and this and that and you know but 
the truth of the matter is, is that mm-hmm. we are in lockdown. We're, we're, we're closed. You know, most businesses are closing their doors. Right. Okay? For sure. Absolutely. My business is up 50% first quarter. <laughs> and no most kidding. of my growth wow. has been in March and April. Most so I got to ask you now, what do you attribute yeah. that to when everybody's shutting doors down, when everybody's laying people off, why is your business improving? People are being, you know, people are being exposed. Right. Their work ethic is being exposed. Right. So there's a lot of people, um, I was listening to, and this was on my millionaire call this morning, but it was Mm -hmm. just super funny. Jamie's like, okay, guys, uh, somebody posted on Instagram that they were completely done with Netflix. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what does that tell you? That tells you that somebody is taking their valuable time that they will never, ever, ever, ever get back. Right. And they're watching movies all day to pass the time. For sure. Right. Here's what I would say, Diane, and I I, I think there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people that are consumers and there are people that are producers, right? As you know, I'm all over social media 24-7. But... I am a producer of social media, not so much of a consumer of social media, right? Correct. There is right. nothing wrong with you consuming data and information on social media if you know what you're looking for, right? What? Somebody like, for example, to your point, somebody like Ed Milet, I believe if I'm, I, don't quote me on this, I think he's worth over $400 million, right? Yes, so he for, is. So for me to sit in front of him or be able to have access to him, or even just remotely, virtually, be able to read books that he's written or be able to listen to his podcast. Now, all of a sudden, he's my mentor in a virtual way. I can look up, for example, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. I can start looking up Mother Teresa. These are all my virtual mentors, and we always have our mentors. And from probably where you and I come from, our first and most important mentor is still Jesus Christ, right? We still look up to God, and we still uh, seek our guidance from Him. But also down here on earth, there are people, to your point, if somebody has gone on top of the Himalayas 10 times, I want to say, hey, Ed, hey, Gary, hey, Joe Schmo, how do I get there, right? And to your point if you've never run a day a business a day in your life you can't teach me right this is an argument that i was having with somebody the other day because uh, he's very interested in getting into schools and studying psychology and so on and so forth young guy i think Mm -hmm. he may have missed his time to go to school but regardless uh but now he's trying to do psychology when i asked him he's like what do you like about psychology what are are you doing this he couldn't tell me i was like okay who's teaching you some of this stuff I was like, oh, I don't know. There's just professors that at the college I'm going to attend. I was like, okay, do you know if they're actual true psychologists? Do you know if they're therapists? Do you know if they've sat in front of 10,000 people evaluating their state of mind or being able to come up with solutions? And if they haven't, then they probably can't teach you much about the business side of it. Now, of course, you have to go to school. Of course, you have to have those f- fundamentals that are within the teaching so you can actually follow the process, make sure you're equipped. But running a psychology office is very different than uh, oh, actually yes. reading about it. It's like when you and yeah. I read the, um, the I guess, the uh, manual for how to become a driver. You don't read, you read <laughs> it for the laws, regulations, but you're not going to learn how to drive a car with that unless you get behind the wheel, unless somebody sits next to you that's been behind the wheel, kind of like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Saying, yeah. hey, this is where we're, we're going. This is how we're going to get there. Or this is at least how... I got there, then I can learn from that person, or at least I can choose that, hey, this aspect of it makes sense for me, the other aspect of it doesn't make sense for you. So, And thank you for bringing that up, Diane, because I think that's something that we miss a lot on a regular basis, and I think it's a very valuable lesson. 
absolutely. You know, it's funny, Ash. Um, you know, you brought up something, especially really about the practical application of what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, so many people go to all these events and they go to, and I'm going to give a couple of tips that I do, but um, a lot of people do pay for events. You know, like um, Jamie has a happy and strong event coming up just, you know, on Saturday. Well, it's probably going to be passed by the time they hear this, but there's so many great opportunities out there. And, you know, where do you put your money? For you sure. know, and, that, and that's one of the things. That's why I think you have to start. And one of the reasons why I want people to start with Chicks on a Mission is because most of them really don't know what they need. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they think they know, but they're not really sure because they don't have a business plan. They've kind of set their mind on something and For they sure. want to do it. Right. But at the end of the day, they're not measuring it. They don't have a plan and they don't even have a system in place to do it. And I find that a lot of entrepreneurs um, make a mistake in they they treat being an entrepreneur as if they already are an entrepreneur. What do you mean by that? Well, it means the reason people want to be entrepreneurs is because they want to be creative. They want their own ideas. They want to control their time. They want to be able to make as much money as they can and and not have anybody tell them what to do. That's Mm -hmm. really, you know, a a true entrepreneur. But they don't treat it like a job. Right. They think that they can wake up at 11 o'clock in the (laughs) afternoon and take two meetings and, you know, have a dinner and a glass of wine with a buddy and then, you know, hit the game or, you know, the golf on the weekends. And that is not what an entrepreneur does. I mean, you know. I don't think they're looking for entrepreneurship. I think they're looking for unemployment, perhaps, if that's the case. Because Brian and I were texting each other back and forth, I swear, this morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. And we're both like, hey, you're not asleep? Oh, no, I'm not. Are you not asleep? No, quit. So let's start working. And that's the life of an entrepreneur. And every single entrepreneur I'm talking to, uh, the other day we're having a conversation with a seven-figure gentleman who runs a multi-million dollar business, or at least over a million dollars. And when it came to us setting up that... Uh, interview of that podcast I asked him I was like I would love for you to talk about your seven figure business and he was shocked he's like wait huh and I believe he's in his 50s or 60s he's like I never realized I have a seven figure business I was like, yes, sir. That's the exact reason why I want you to get on the podcast and start spilling your beans and sharing your knowledge with everybody else. Because most of us who build good, successful businesses, we don't realize our success. We just keep our head down and do work. It's not about waking up at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's not about going to bed you know, whenever you want to. It's not about partying. It's not about any of that. Right. And when somebody asked me, he's like, what do you think is the difference between people that make it and people that don't? I went back to a burning desire from uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich. The yep. first lesson is burning desire. If The difference between me and other people out there that may or may not make it in the same industry is that I really freaking want it, Diane. And you know this more than anybody else. When yes, I, I wanted to come to Reno, literally between the time we decided and between the time we got here, it was only a matter of 30 days. Between us putting our house on the market, selling it, and being able to move everything here and everything else that comes with it, only 30 days. Because when I know right. where I'm going, that's it, right? And there's nothing in the world that can stop me. Right before the whole COVID-19 happened, I have physically, in the past seven months that I've been here in Reno, I have physically met with 750 people face-to-face. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I have self-diagnosed ADHD and I can't help myself and I want it really that bad, right? If I really well, that's want why it that I love bad, you. <laughs> well, that's why I love you too. I think that's why we vibe. People don't get us all the time, but if you no. come across the right people, if somebody else is a guitar player and you're a guitar player too, you're like, hey, I get you because you and I play the same instrument and you and I are playing the same game. Yeah. 
You know, it's it's funny, yeah. And the one thing that I respect so much about you, Ash, and listen, I'm probably 20 years your senior, but, you know, the one thing that I really respect about you is that everything you do is with intention. And I think a lot of people True. go about their day um, business as usual. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's business unusual. Like we, we <laughs> everything that we do, there is an intention behind right. what we're trying to achieve, who 100%. we're trying to help, and how we're trying to help them. Mm-hmm. Is everybody in tune with that? No, they're not. Right. But I really appreciate that about you. In fact, I was going to ask you, you know, you, you were a success very early on in your career. I know you overcame a lot um, just in a sh- very short period of time, um, even, you know, coming to this country and, and getting started. But right. what was the biggest obstacle that you really feel that you had to face? Like if you could look at all the obstacles that you had before you made your first million. Mm-hmm. what would you say that obstacle was and how did you overcome it for all the other people? Cause they're all going to face something, right? I know I won't sound too kumbaya to you, Diane, but I think the biggest obstacle for me was faith. Mm-hmm. Number one, I didn't have faith in myself. Number two, I didn't have faith in God as much as I should have. As a child, I was molested. And as I was praying to God, I kept asking for help. I kept asking for help and help never came. But I didn't realize it at the time that that was my lesson. That was my karma. Karma in the Western world has gotten a weird meaning. Almost people always think that karma means when you do something bad and something bad happens to you. No, 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 no. Karma in the real actual meaning of it means practice. God gives mm-hmm. you practice, says, hey, I'm going to put you through a bad, nasty divorce. Let's see how you handle yeah. this. I'm going <laughs> to give you an autistic child, God forbid, right? Let's see how you handle this. I'm going to put mm-hmm. a houseless human being in front of you, and you know this person is houseless, or some people like to call them homeless. I like to call them houseless because Reno or whoever city you're living is always your home. You might not have a structure, right? So here's right. a houseless person in front of you. What are you going to do with this? Diane, you know me by now. I didn't earn these hands. I didn't earn this vision. I didn't earn this beard that I have. I didn't earn anything I have. God just literally handed it over to me. Then he asked me, kiddo, I picked you up out of Middle East where you were going to die. I dropped you off in the best country ever. Now, what are you doing with that, right? And if you're not doing anything with it, then I might as well take it away from you, give it to somebody else. Yes. So I would say the biggest obstacle I had was belief. As a scientist and engineer, I started losing my faith and I started becoming more about mathematical algorithms. No, no, there has to be a formula for success. But the mm. formula, when I started even analyzing people like even like Al Capone or people like the Rockefeller, Rockefeller was a huge, huge believer, not just in himself, but God as well, right? Mm. So you get to a point about five years ago when they found those three lesions in my brain and they told me my worst scenario is six months to live i needed something everybody yeah. else around me even the kids in school right when they wouldn't study for a test they would say oh you know what it's okay god's got me but me i don't have anything like that i'm it was either all on me or i would just basically be screwed and that yeah. level of anxiety will never allow you to live or be able to be successful so i would say yes. belief faith 
or confidence, whatever you want to call it, that was my biggest obstacle. How do I build enough confidence that I am worth a damn? I am good enough. I can do X, Y, Z. I do deserve to become a millionaire, right? I do mm-hmm. deserve to live the American dream, even as an immigrant, because this is a fantastic country. You guys have all handed over to me on a silver platter. Now the question is, what the hell am I going to do with it? How am I going to yeah. earn the right to be here in the United States every single day? Because there are seven and a half billion people on earth and not everybody gets to be lucky enough to live here, right? Living right. in third world countries, living in developing countries, you get to the United States like, wait, I can just say whatever comes to my mind. You call that freedom of speech, really? And I won't get assassinated? No way, right? right? <laughs> no way. And that, that's an anomaly, right? So to answer your question, I think the biggest obstacle for me was just confidence in myself and belief in God. Wow, that's, you know, we have so so many different, you know, um, I don't know, I guess uh, linear matches, you know, even though mm-hmm. we're 20 years apart in age. And it's so funny because when I went into, um, I built a financial business, and when I started in that business, Ash, mm-hmm. you know, they the company preaches faith, family, and business. And... I knew I had the family at the time and I knew I was starting the business, but I really didn't have faith in myself. I had come out of 2008. I lost everything. And I mean everything. Mm -hmm. And um, probably the hardest time in my life. But because I am persistent and because I knew what I was capable of, I too was lacking faith. And I started searching for, you know, I mean, not to tell my whole story, but I started searching for a church. And The story behind where I started and where I am today is I attribute all of my success to. 100% of it is God. He's always been with me. I just didn't know it. I didn't know how to connect to it. I didn't understand how to have a relationship. Like if you can't have a relationship with a higher power with God, how can you have one with another person in your life? 100%. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I started realizing that it all was very connected and um, you know, it was then that I started writing a book that I'm hoping to get out in the near future uh, that's kind of based on my story and, and exactly what you said. It's like every obstacle, every setback, every horrible thing that's ever happened to me in my life mm-hmm. was setting me up to do something great. And it also allowed me to understand the feelings and the emotions um, for other people that have been through it. And if I even have any words of wisdom to be able to give people that can get them to where they want to go faster and help them, you know, jump over the chair instead of stop at the chair, Mm -hmm. I'm so 100% all in. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I loved connecting. When you and Christy said you might move to Reno, I was like super (laughs) excited. You know, and there's a lot of people that don't understand how you became successful in Reno as quickly as you did and and gained so much um, uh, popularity. And here's here's my thought, you know. You have two choices. Mm -hmm. You can freaking sit on the bench Okay, and you can watch the game, or you can suit up and you can get on the court. Hundred percent. Most people want to; they want to put on this. They want to suit up. Right. But they don't want to. They don't. They don't like the game. They don't know how to play the, or they don't know how to play the game, or they think that people are always cheating. For sure. And I'm like, you will never know if you sit on the bench. <laughs> 
Totally. You are never going to know what it's like to really play in the game of life if you're going to continue to sit on the bench. And so one of the reasons that I started Chicks on a Mission in the first place was to get women off the freaking bench. Totally. God bless you, for sure. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, because I mean, our, our sisters know, have been sitting on the bench for a long time and, you know, studying the American history and studying all history and trying to understand, okay, what was it like to live in the 20s? What was it like to live in the 40s? What was it like for a woman to live in the 60s and everything else? And you yeah. get to this side as us as millennials, things have changed. But if we don't appreciate where we've come from, then we're going to lose that. And I really, truly, tremendously, um, I respect you, Diane, for what you're doing, because I think what you're doing right now is probably one of the biggest needs that we have out there that leadership that mentorship that self-confidence it so helps with everything not just your business but also with your own mental health as well if you're okay with who you are then it doesn't really matter what happens you can look at an event in your life and say oh god is not helping me but then once you actually truly get to the other side of it now i'm smart enough to say oh that's what the wisdom (laughs) was in it but you know you just don't know at the time you know true yes oh sure. i get it now totally hindsight yeah diane i really appreciate the fact that you chose to spend your time with us here i know our, our tribe is going to get a lot of value from it and tribe as you guys already know we have a phone number available for you guys if you have any questions for me or diane 775-372-2008 is our texting number make sure you ask us any kind of questions if you need information about diane or you want to get a hold of diane text us again at 775-372-2008 Diane, it's lovely always talking to you. Any final thoughts for us or our audience here? Um, I just want to say that, you know, personally, I want everybody just to be happy, healthy, and safe. Mm -hmm. And Ash, I'm, I'm just super excited about, you know, where our success, your, your company is going, the classes you're going to be teaching. Um, I'm really just excited for what's available to people now. Out of something very, very serious, always comes a seat of greatness, comes something, innovation, comes all these great ideas. And I'm super, I'm very excited to explore the rest of this, you know, universe with you and with everybody else that wants to go along for the ride. So thank you so much, Ash. I really appreciate you. I love Christy. Give Claire a big kiss for me. (laughs) We do. I will end with that. Absolutely. Thank you, Diane. I respect you like my own sister, and I love you like my own sister. You've always been there for us, and your genuine, kind heart always speaks for itself. If there's anything we can do for you as a tribe, always let us know, okay? Thank you so much. Love Absolutely. you guys. Love you too. Tribe, if you hear something from us that resonates with you, please share it with other people. Talk about it. Don't keep it just to yourself. Conversation creates more education. And also, always, always, always fact-check everything you hear. So hopefully, this creates more education for you, more conversation. Talk to each other, talk to your family, talk to your friends about it, and we will see you next time.